Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on all podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Pandora, Stitcher, Audible, Adore Labs, and many more. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say, hey, Google or Alexa, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's corvettetodaypodcast.com. You can also sign up for Corvette Today notifications, updates, and information at corvettetoday.ck.page. And don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We now have over 2,600 members, and I'd love to have you as a member as well. And I'm also excited to tell you about the new YouTube channel for Corvette Today. Be sure and check out your favorite Corvette Today podcast now on YouTube. First, I'd like to thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette today, E-Tech. E-Tech is the expert and leader in custom flooring. Whether it's your garage floor, basement, patio, the front steps of your home, or a professional workplace, E-Tech is four times stronger than epoxy and comes with a 15-year warranty. There are hundreds of different patterns to choose from, and installation is completed in one day. You can walk on your floor in 24 hours. Call for a free estimate at 913-745-3732 or visit etekcustomcoatings.com. 913-745-3732 or etekcustomcoatings.com. I have my garage floor done with eTech and absolutely love it. I know you'll love yours too. Another flagship sponsor of Corvette today is midenginecorvetteforum.com. If you'd like to join a new vibrant forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette, it's free to join this friendly community. You'll meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also, a shout-out to canadiancorvetteforum.com, welcoming Corvette owners from around the world. Never fear, Keith Cornett is here. He's going to keep us up to date on what's going on in the world of Corvette. Keith, it's good to have you back. How's everything going? Steve, it's been a busy week, but glad to be here on the podcast. As always, there's highs and lows when it comes to the news that's out there. We just try to make the best of it and roll with it as best we can. Absolutely right. Well, let's get into it, buddy. In the Corvette news section, let's talk about the production. We crossed 17,000, haven't we? Yeah, so May was just awful for production. I think one out of four weeks, the plant was open there. Obviously, concerns about what we'd see once the plant restarted. The good news is that the last three weeks that they've been running fairly strong, I think are averaging just under 180 cars, 176, 179 on some weeks. That's the good news. We have solid production across the board for those weeks. You're correct. We just crossed over 17,000 last week. It shows no sign of stopping as long as they can keep the parts rolling in. You know, they're going to keep building cars. We do not have yet a definitive date on when the end of the model year is going to happen and the model year changeover to the 2022s. It's been rumored to be right around Labor Day or so, but General Motors sent out a list to their dealers and it shows all the different cars and when they end on the model years to stop and end. And most of them have definitive dates, but the Corvette's listed as TBA. Wow. We're still kind of waiting on that. I think that just gives them a little bit more flexibility to get the cars they need to get done. 
They're also looking at the following year, the 2022 model. So with plans they got there, of course, the 2022s will see production of more right-hand drive models, which will go to Australia and to the UK, New Zealand. So there's a lot going on there, but it looks like, like I said, last three weeks they've been making cars and that's all good. That's real good. And speaking of 2022 models, General Motors showed the three new colors on the cars. We saw them on panels at the birthday bash at the National Corvette Museum, but they actually painted full cars in these three new colors, right? Well, what they do is these are actually photoshops. Oh. These are images from the 2020 model year that they've been able to refresh with the new paint to show a representation of what it will be like. And they do this. We know that they painted some panels over there. I don't know if they've completed all three cars yet with paint, but we are actually expecting that. If you think of the model year changeover, what happens generally is at the beginning of a model year, the CFTs, the captured test fleet cars, will be assigned to different engineers. And a lot of times they always like to get a new color, if there's a new color available. So we're hoping that by Corvettes of Carlisle, by the anniversary show at the NCM, that we might actually see fully painted cars in these new colors. Okay. Well, that sounds good. I thought that those were real cars, but obviously I was just getting excited about it, I guess then, right? It is, you know, and we get excited. These release came out when they did the 2022 model year information. They pushed all that out. So we had the visualizer come out. We had the information come out about that new special edition, the IMSA GTLM C8R edition. And of course, in some of the support stuff, now we've got these new photos. So very cool stuff. If you go to Chevrolet.com, there's always a tab there for upcoming vehicles. So if you go to the upcoming vehicles and you see the 2022s, there's now Corvette information there on Chevrolet.com. Very nice. And also our executive chief engineer, Taj Jector, has been busy. He actually discussed the updates for the LT2 engine. Yeah, you know, we, there were some questions on exactly what was going on there, what kind of changes they made. Again, uh, I think we talked about this a little bit last time we met. It just is like some internal changes to the engine regarding the federal emission standards. There's no performance upgrades or improvements there. It's just that they're looking to lower some of the emissions a little bit more, and that would improve the fuel economy rating of the car. There's all kinds of standards and stuff that we don't know about in terms of like the fleet your overall fleet number, so how the Corvette does against the rest of Chevrolet and General Motors fleet. Again, good stuff. We're seeing updates, and hopefully soon we'll get actually some real performance stuff coming our way. That sounds good. And also, Tad talked about the 2021 allocation cutoff, which was pretty interesting. I thought that might have come from Harlan, but it really came from Tad. Yeah, well, he got asked about it. I guess he was at the event where they did the reveal of the special edition cars on Belle Isle. And so he was asked this by our friends over at musclecarsandtrucks.com. Essentially, he says, we learned our lesson from the 2020s. We didn't want to overcommit and then underdeliver. So what they did when they cut off the allocations for June, they just said that, you know, everybody that's over 3,000 status, we are building your cars and if you're not 3,000 status, you got to get with your dealers and see about getting on the list for next year. Again, it's just all about meeting expectations. I had said that when they cut off the allocations for June, obviously they have committed less cars. So that gives them a little bit more flexibility in case of any more part shortages or something unexpected comes up. Right. That's why we don't know the end date yet for the model year. We don't really have an idea of how many exactly cars they're going to build yet. But they said if you're 3,000 status, your car's getting built. We hear from customers that say, I've been on 3,000 status for months and months and just got my TPW for July. So it's all happening for these people. If you're at 3,000 status, it does sound like your car's going to get built. Well, that's a good thing for sure. 
Also, Keith, General Motors is facing a class action lawsuit over destination charges. We've had destination charges for years and years. What's going on with this? There's a law firm, I guess, that also challenged the destination fees that Chrysler charges. Oh. What they don't like is the fact that it looks like it's a profit center. The way that you can say it is a profit center is look at the people that pay for the RHC deliveries at the museum. They have to pay the $1,095 to have the car shipped basically across the block to the museum, and then you pay another $1,000 for the RHC museum delivery. So there were some questions there, but what destination charges do is they protect dealers who are further away from the plant than others. So if you could imagine the other scenario is where you charge a dealer in Bowling Green $200, but you end up charging a dealer in Seattle, Washington $1,200. That's what would happen with destination charges that were actually based on the pricing of the car itself. But again, to protect dealers, they tend to do the one-size-fits-all number. And then if you're closer or further, it's just the fee and everybody pays the fee. So it's a little bit more fairer way to do it. But some people, again, say, nope, they're using this as a profit center to make money. It's not applicable to the actual charges for the destination itself. It'll be interesting to see how this one ends up. I don't think that it's really going to go far. I think these destination charges have been part of the business plan for manufacturers for a while now. And again, like I said, it does protect businesses. Well, that'll be interesting. I thought the destination charges help pay for the shipping of the car from the plant to the dealership, but obviously that's not correct. Well, and we think too that at 1095, it's probably amortized across the board where you take into account those dealers in Bowling Green who are right there with the plant versus those that are further away. You have the rail shipping versus the transport shipping. So there's a lot of different factors in there. When they deduce it all, they say, okay, we can charge 1095. That does cover the cost for most applications in terms of shipping. Again, it's just one of those things where people don't like it when they have to pay it and they don't see like they have to. And especially that's always seems to be the case with the RHC deliveries. I know a lot of people still grumble about destination charges, so I'll be watching this one as well, my friend. Yep, me too. Also, the 2022 C8 ordering is now on the GM ordering system, which is a good thing because people can start ordering their cars for next year. Isn't that correct? Well, we can't order yet. They put out the list. I always think of this as when we get these first sightings of 2022 content in the GM workbench ordering system. Mm -hmm. I don't have access to that, but some others do, and they post those lists of all the different options. And a lot of times, I think it's always staging. So at this point, obviously, you can't order it, but it allows GM to get everything in there make sure everything's all correct, all the RPOs. There's no pricing yet that we can see, but apparently if you go in there and on the back end, there might be from our dealer. It's just getting ready. We've been told that ordering for the 2022s will probably happen sometime in mid-July. But again, we're still just waiting on information there. But by seeing that list of all the RPOs and all the options in the dealer programming for an ordering, we know that it's coming soon. Also, the C8 dropped, unfortunately, down to second place in the fastest selling cars for May 2021. Who beat us? We got beat by the new Mercedes-Benz G-Class. Really? Which I believe is their little SUV. I went back. I didn't see the G-Class on the list for the last couple months. So obviously this could be a new introduction and it just, again, you know, new cars tend to fly off the shelves pretty quickly there. I think that's probably had what to do with it. They always break it down by the average days to sell and the Mercedes G-Class was 9.4 versus the Corvette's 9.5. We were still doing what we were doing all the previous months. It just looks like this hot new vehicle just popped up and was able to claim that title. So I think we'll have a better understanding next month and see if the G-Class has any legs underneath it or if it was just that one-time bump. 
in radio, Keith, when a radio station gets at the top of the list and they haven't gotten a long succession of being at the top, I call that you get a kiss. Now, if they get more than one rating book at that level, then that's a trend. So we'll see. Like you said, we'll see if the Mercedes stays up there in the next month. Exactly. All right, buddy. Let's take our first break. And in the second segment, we'll talk about Corvette racing and rumors on Corvette Today. VetFinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website with classified ads starting at just $25. And every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E Finders.com. Hey, honey, are you awake? Mm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's what I want to, but what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me every other week is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. We keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of Corvette. In this second segment, we're going to talk about racing and rumors. And Keith, Corvette Racing went back to Watkins Glen, and they were really happy about that. You know, Watkins Glen, I've never been to the track, but it's one of these historic tracks in the United States that really should be on anybody's bucket list. The country up there looks beautiful. Watkins Glen, actually kind of the birthplace for the Corvette, because that's where Harley Earl was with one of his concept cars. And he saw these little British cars racing around and thought, hmm, we need to do something for ourselves and Chevrolet. That's where he kind of came up with the idea for the Corvette. So Watkins Glen is just one of these historic tracks that Corvettes have always enjoyed racing on. The Drivers love it. The atmosphere is a lot of fun for them. And they didn't have it last year, obviously, with COVID. So not only do they come back to it this year, but they'll have fans there and all the regular stuff that goes along with it. GM always has like a nice new product display. So they'll be showing off the new C8s there as well. We'll probably end up having the new special edition will be on display there so people can see that. So it's definitely something exciting about and definitely looking forward to it. Absolutely right. And this was exciting news. I was excited to see the Corvette Racing is assembling a fourth chassis for Le Ma coming up. Yeah, it's just they'll be when they made the changes to the dates, we were kind of caught short because the Road America race is the week before. They've already got one car over there. The number 63 car that was raced at Spa is over there already. And then they're building a car and they're going to ship it over there. That'll serve as the number 64, the silver car. They'll have two cars set up for GTLM. They'll have two cars set up for the WEC. It always gives them a backup car as well. So I don't know if they're taking both backup cars over there 
or just one backup car. We say it's the fourth chassis because it's the fourth racing chassis. It's actually number five when you count the original mule that was used in the development of the C8R. This stuff happens. They've been building on it. They've already had part of it built, and now they just went ahead and completed the whole car. Very cool. I'm real excited to see Le Mans and maybe this fourth car someplace. It'd be nice to see it racing and not just a backup car, that's for sure. We're really hoping to do well at Le Mans. The WEC has their own balance of performance updates. You saw what they did to us at Spa. We were just back to the pack. We could never catch up. I just didn't have the same power in them. But the reason we went to Spa was so that we could get a better balance of performance rating with actual data based on the setup of the car for the WEC. So let's hope that when Le Mans comes along that we'll get a very favorable rating and we're actually allowed to compete in that series. Very cool. Also, we've talked about Mobile One, the grid. They went inside the Corvette racing headquarters it was another great video just shows you we always see the cars at the track we see the pit crew members working there but to actually go back behind the scenes and see what's going on at the headquarters in new hudson it's pretty incredible and they essentially do everything there they can do computer-aided design construction they do composite materials and they make their own composite materials for the car and of course they build manage and then race the cars as well And that makes them a little bit more unique to some of the other racing teams out there that might buy their cars from other people, other shops. But they do it all there. And so it's just, again, a nice way to go back behind the scenes and see what it's all about. It was really a cool video. I encourage everybody to go see the video. And if you want to, you can see it on CorvetteBlogger.com. Also, Keith, the C8 Corvette was the pace car for Road America's IndyCar race. That was really cool to see us branching out and getting more pace car slots. Chevrolet has these strategic relationships with certain racetracks. Road America is one of them, Sebring. What they do is they trade essentially track promotion, signage, and other things. And then we're able to run our pace car there. There's generally like track support vehicles, Silverados and some trucks there that also serve track duty as well. That's always part of these deals. But yeah, the Road America deal, this goes back a long time. I think we even have a bridge there, the Corvette Bridge, that's set up on the track. It's a pretty cool place. Again, another historic track for Chevrolet and Corvettes. They've been running there since the 50s. So it's always good to have a nice presence there. What we've noticed is that they're doing some really neat stuff with these IndyCar drivers. So IndyCar, you essentially have either those that are powered by Honda or those are powered by Chevrolet. There's only two engine manufacturers right now that are doing IndyCars. So what the cool thing is, and we've talked about this before, that they are doing these little social media hits where they'll put a couple drivers in the car and then run them around the track and record them. We saw this with Juan Pablo Montoya at Indianapolis 500, where instead of talking about the track and where you should be in the line with the rookie driver he was with, he kept talking about how good the car was, how much he liked it, how he wanted to win it. <laughs> they did this again at the Road America track with Sebastian Bourdais and Dalton Kellett. Again, they just really went off on how nice the car is. It sounded great behind them. They liked how it gripped. These are like testimonials from professional race car drivers. They're using this very appropriately. They're putting these guys in the car, so they're generally their first time in the car, and then they're recording their reactions. And so it's a nice little public relations coup, and that's why we've been trying to pick those up and spread them around because, again, you hear from a professional race car driver how good the car is. You think, well, geez, you know, if he says it's good, it's got to be good, right? Absolutely. If it's good enough for Juan Pablo Montoya, Sebastian Bourdais, and Dalton Kellett, it's good enough for me, too. Exactly. And also in the rumors section, Keith, we were looking at maybe like a six-day supply back in May when Corvette was on the assembly line. We had a lot of those shutdowns, right? Exactly. Now, this is an insane number for Corvette. 
So a day supply in automotive terminology just means that it's the amount of time it takes to deplete your entire inventory of new cars. We have seen the Corvettes be as high as 200 days in the past. When you think of all those days when there was just Corvettes after Corvettes on lots and then they were all being marked down and Chevy was offering deals and discounts to come and pick one up. That's when the day supply gets really long. They're trying to move cars so you end up getting some nice rebates and incentives to take care of that. The flip side is because supply is so tight, cars selling so fast, essentially that they take all the new cars and said at the current sales rate, we would be out of them in six days. Wow. And again, I've never seen a number that low on a Corvette. It's almost unheard of for most automakers to have something that low. Generally, you want to be 30, 40 days out, some even maybe a little bit longer, just to, again, have enough vehicles out there. People have selections to choose from. But in a hot market like this, and then you also have supply issues, there's just not many choices out there. And so these cars just flying off the shelves. Man, supply and demand is really hitting the Corvette, isn't it, buddy? It's all over the place. These news stories just seem to come around. And again, six days, I've never seen anything that low for Corvette. Amazing. Truly amazing. Well, buddy, let's take our last break. And in the third segment, we'll talk about the lighter side of Corvette on Corvette Today. American Hydrocarbon, your one-stop shop for custom interior, exterior, and engine bay items for your C4 through C8 Corvette. We can help you create a custom look for your Corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles. We've served customers in over 28 countries all around the world. Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 mid-engine Corvette or custom-made C4 interior upgrades, American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. Our products have been featured in VET and Corvette magazines, so give us a call. 813-476-5638. That's 813-476-5638. Visit our website at AmericanHydrocarbon.com or email us at pat at AmericanHydrocarbon.com. Let us help you make your Corvette the car you've always wanted it to be. American Hydrocarbon. KC Trends Motorsports has been the Midwest's largest custom wheel superstore for over 25 years. They specialize in C8 wheel fitments from the top brands in the industry, like HRE, Vossen, ADV1, Avant-Garde, and more. They ship daily from their Kansas City location to all upper 48 states with the best pricing and inventory in the country. Need tires? KC Trends Motorsports has you covered. They have tires in stock from Michelin and Pirelli. Plus, they can help you with a customized wheel and tire combo for your Corvette to truly make it one of a kind. And if you need wheel ideas, no problem. Simply go online to kctrends.com for their car and wheel visualizer. See the wheels on your Corvette before you purchase. Also, there's dozens of wheels and tire combo pictures to look through online to spur your imagination. And their expert staff is there to help you with wheel and tire sizing and offsets for your C6, C7, and C8 Corvette. Visit them online at kctrends.com. See them on Facebook and Instagram. Make any Corvette a one-of-a-kind with KC Trends Motorsports. Call them toll-free, 877-962-5200. KC Trends Motorsports. You're listening to the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. 
I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me every other week to keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of Corvette is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. In this third segment, we're going to talk about the lighter side of Corvette. As a matter of fact, Keith, Corvette ranked number five on Cars.com's American-Made Index. I was glad to see it on the list, but I was disappointed that it was number five. Why not number three or two or one? Well, they use this methodology where they look at all these different areas of the car and not even just what's in the car, but where the car is made, who's making the car, the facilities making the car, also the facilities making the engine and the transmissions. So they put all these in together and then they crunch the numbers. We've seen Corvette range anywhere from first on the list all the way up to 10th, I think, over the last five or eight years or so. It just fluctuates. It just depends on certain cars. Right now, the top ranked car is the Tesla Model 3, which is made out in California. In fact, the Tesla has two models on the list. Mustang is second. The Model Y is third. And then the fourth ranked is the Jeep Cherokee. So we're up there, number five. This is a list that fluctuates. It just depends. It was always interesting to see where we were going to end up when we had the new model come out, the C8 come out. But again, we're America's favorite sports car, and it's because of all the different components that are in the car, where it's made, and then who makes it. So that's why we get number five. Well, in relation to cars.com, we're kind of like Avis, where we try harder. (laughs) Yeah. And there's another study that'll come out shortly. It's the CoGood School of Business. They also do a American Cars ranking. Their methodology is just a little bit different. We've seen that one fluctuate as well. So I think last year we might have been third on the list. Okay. We'll take a look at that and when that comes out. And again, just a little bit different methodology to get basically the same numbers. If you want a really, truly American car, you're going to be buying the Corvette. You're going to be buying a Tesla. You're going to be buying a Mustang. That's pretty much America right there, right? I think you're right. Absolutely. But also, it's nice to see that Corvette is attracting a whole new kind of buyer. Let's talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, well, this is one of these things that, again, we got this information out of Chevrolet. Tony Johnson, the Chevrolet marketing manager, was talking about the impact that the Corvette has had on the marketplace. And I got to tell you, my readers, sometimes they get all upset about this stuff because they see it as they're being replaced. And it's not that they're being replaced, and it's not that Chevrolet would rather have this money versus their money, the money of younger people, uh, fluent, highly educated, versus the same money that comes from the older crowd. But we're talking about sustainability of a model, and to do that, you need young blood continuing to come in. Chevrolet says they're seeing trade-ins coming from Porsche and Ferrari and some of the other exotic cars. I think that all makes sense. They look at the Corvette. It's got great looks, great performance, and a price that you can really afford it. And you can drive it. If something happens to it, there's all these Chevy dealers across this country that can service it. And that's not always the same with some of these other exotic cars. I think in the long run, we're really on pace to be able to roll out some nice models, get new blood out there, pick these cars up, and keep the tradition going. That's the only way that Corvette's been building cars for 70 years is because of this tradition of bringing all these new people in. Absolutely right, Keith. And you know, I was watching on CorvetteForum.com and MidEngineCorvetteForum.com, and a lot of people are upset about this because they're thinking, like you said, they're being replaced. Everybody... Nobody's being replaced. We're just expanding the demographic. So enjoy that because we're appealing to a wide audience with this car. This mid-engine platform is an awesome platform. We're going to have a lot of great variants that will even attract and expand the demographic even more. So don't worry about it. Nobody is being replaced. Right. We're bringing more people into the family. And the same thing can be said about the exports that are now going out. You know, the right-hand drives, left-hand drives that are going out to all these foreign markets. Again, just expanding the base of Corvette fans around the world what could be wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that at all speaking of expanding corvette fans around the world the right hand drive c8 was on the fuji racetrack which was really a cool video too 
Yeah, so we talked about the Japanese market. They got in their first shipment of right-hand drive cars. They were going to do this big fan appreciation thing, bring in the owners, but then they're just having a hard time with COVID over there still. So it ended up being a virtual event, but they did have some automotive reviewers at this event. They took the cars out on the track. I came across one of these guys out of Japan who did a stand-up where he talked about the car, and then he was behind the wheel, and we had a nice point of view with camera set up where we could see him on the track with a right-hand drive car. You know, as Americans, that's really foreign to us, you know, sitting on the right hand side of a car. I don't want to say it's wrong. It's just not what we're used to. So it was interesting just to watch this hot lap go. He's doing here, the tires squealing. He's really putting the rubber to the road there. It's just a nice little fun video to watch. And for other people that are in these markets where they're going to be getting the right hand drive, they're pretty much starved for info still. Yes. Anything that we can pull up and show some of the excitement that's on their way, totally worth it to bring it up. Even though the video, you know, when he's talking, it's Japanese, but there are ways you can go into YouTube and you can open up the closed captions and then do the auto translate. It doesn't always auto translate the best, but it does give you a sense of what he's talking about. Well, you get a good sense of it just from his excitement and you can see him on the track and everything. So you get a good feel for it, even though they're not speaking our mother tongue. Right. And finally, Keith, Amelia Hartford got an insane offer for her C8 Corvette. So if you aren't familiar with Amelia, she is a YouTuber that has a C8 Corvette. It's white with orange accents. And she has just really dug into that engine to try and make it the fastest Corvette in the world. And somebody wants to buy it now, right, Keith? Exactly. You know, that's the thing is when you're out there and you have basically it's, it's one of the most famous C8 Corvettes right now. She had an offer to buy the car for one hundred eighty thousand dollars. So if you think about what they're selling for on AutoTrader and Cars.com and some other places, you know, they range anywhere from $90,000 for a 1LT up to $125,000 for the 3LT convertibles. And then the price is all in between there. But then to come along and get a price like that, you know, it really made her stop on her tracks. She's come out since then and said, sorry, the car is just not for sale. Too much that she wants to do with it. This is really would be a tough decision for some people, especially people that want to flip their cars and always get up to the next point. She was talking about this is Ferrari 458 money. Then also she had these plans. She has plans to put that car in the eights and there's still plenty of time to do it. So that's what it sounds like she's going to do. And the other thing too is, you know, as a YouTuber, you have to think of your content. And if you sell your car, what are you going to do then? And you've built up this huge, massive audience of all these Corvette enthusiasts that love to watch. She did a 9.36 quarter mile on her last time out. We want to watch that. We want to see fuel tech come in and do some battling as well. Now that we know that the Z06 is a 2023 model and it's still another year away, she's got a whole year of being able to have the world's fastest Corvette. And those bragging rights are a lot of fun to have. So kudos for her. She listened to the offer, but in the end, she's going to stick with Phoenix, her Corvette, and continue to try to break records. That sounds good. I didn't know if she took the offer or not, but it sounds like obviously she didn't. More power to her. She's got another year of getting down into the H on the strip. That's for sure. Uh-huh. And also, everybody, make sure you go to CorvetteBlogger.com. All the stories that we talked about on this podcast are available there at CorvetteBlogger.com. Keith, thanks for being on Corvette today. We'll see you in two weeks, and we'll talk more about news and headlines in the world of Corvette. Sounds great, Steve. Everybody be safe out there. If you see another Corvette, make sure you throw up that wave. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, and thanks to our sponsors, American Hydrocarbon at AmericanHydrocarbon.com and KC Trends Motorsports at KCTrends.com. And don't forget E-Tech Custom Coatings at E-T-E-K Custom Coatings.com or call 913-745-3732.
You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.